Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friend, if you're anything like me, you didn't choose your spiritual awakening. It chose you. In 2015, I started hearing from my dad a month before I was told he had passed away. I worked with world-renowned healers to develop my gifts and piece together what was happening within me as I awakened spiritually. If you're listening to this podcast, friend, it's because your angels and loved ones in heaven led you here because you're awakening too. Now, as much as your egoic mind would like it to be all over quickly, awakening spiritually, it isn't an event. You cannot go to one course or event and expect to know all there is to know about your spiritual health. And friend, that's what this all boils down to. To awaken spiritually is to become spiritually healthy. Your spiritual health is just as important as your physical health and emotional health. In fact, your spiritual health is the foundation on which everything else in your life is built upon. Your purpose in this life, your relationships, communicating with the other side, the energy in which you move through each day with ease and joy, your outlook on life. It's all built upon your spiritual health. And if your spiritual health is wobbly, everything else in your life can feel wobbly too. To become spiritually healthy requires an investment of your time and energy. Just like your physical health requires your time to eat healthy and move your body, and your emotional health requires your time to meet with a counselor regularly, Your spiritual health requires a little bit of your time every day to learn skills and foundational principles that lead you to build a new world for yourself, a life filled with joy and peace, a life where you clearly understand why your soul is here and what you need to do to fulfill your purpose in this lifetime. And a life where you step into your power as a creator with confidence to manifest the relationships, abundance, freedom, and life that aligns with your soul. Now, you can absolutely spend years like I did trying to piece everything together by yourself. Or you can invest in your spiritual health by joining my angel membership program in which I've channeled 12 courses from the angels that walk you through every facet of your spiritual awakening. In 2022, my angel membership is focused on building community by connecting you with other women who want to talk about angels, signs, and communicating with the other side. A community of women who could become your lifelong friends. In addition, each month in 2022, there will be a new live workshop, two small group meetings, and a live healing circle. Friend, I want to help you step into your power as the soul God sent you here to be. But I can't help you unless I'm coaching you. And I can't coach you unless you're in my angel membership program. If you'd like to learn more, message me on Instagram or book a free call to get all of your questions answered. Book your call on my website, theangelmedium.com under the Angel Membership tab. When you register for the Angel Membership this month, I'll enter you into a drawing to win a free session with me. And I should mention that right now, being an annual angel member is the only thing that guarantees you the ability to book a paid session with me. Friends, this next year is going to be your best year yet. And I'm so excited for all the good that is coming your way. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast to hear how you can get the angel membership for just $800 for the entire year and a new meditation connecting you with messages from your loved ones in heaven. Hello. 
Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we are here with Tiffany, who has these beautiful angel stories to share about what's been coming out as she's been awakening um, and deepening with her spiritual awakening over the last year. Tiffany, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. So um, I've been getting to know you over the entire last year in the angel membership. And I'm really excited because it's just so much fun when you have these lives and these small groups to be able to connect with different people. And um, there are some people who I just continually see digging deeper and deeper and deeper within themselves. And you've been doing all of this work over the last year. And I know that you have these beautiful angel stories to share that have been coming up. So I'm going to hit it over to you and have you take it away. Okay. Um, so I want to start with the story that prompted you to invite me on the podcast. So what happened was I was, it was, it was a day that we were going to have a live call um, in the membership. And it was one of the small groups, right? Small group. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, um, I'm very constantly busy. My life is very chaotic right now. So, um, and I'm so excited to get on and get in the small groups and to participate. So I didn't want to miss it. So even though I was running around like crazy, my phone was dead, going to die. Um, (laughs) I, I still, I logged in and, um, I was like, Julie, so many things are happening. And I was, I was actually late to the small group. I said, you know, I don't have time to tell you all these stories, but it's just been amazing. And um, I told you a little bit about something that had happened and you were like, okay, well, we're going to have you on the podcast. So you can share all of this. So what happened was the story that I told you about first was came out of the ancestral trauma course. And I actually have two stories from that course. Uh, the first one is when um, we were going through and trying to uncover wounds. So this was me going in meditation, connecting with uh, my grandmother. And she showed me this um, memory. I'll start from, I'll just give a little bit of background. So my grandmother was this woman who I loved very, very much. And she was like a storybook grandmother. Um, She was, or a big Catholic family. She would sing hymns on Sunday mornings she had a rose garden that she would tend to every, every day. Um, she would read us, she would read to us every night stories from like the old, like Grimm's fairy tales and the old storybooks. She taught me all the prayers of the rosary. There's so, I just have so much, so, so many beautiful childhood memories, um, spending time with her and at her house. And, um, it was a big family and I had lots of cousins and what we would do is, especially in the summertime is we would swim a lot. Um, we would go to our house and we would go swimming and we would spend days and days over there. One summer, I must've been seven or eight or nine, somewhere, somewhere around there. One of the things that she loved to do was she loved to, well, I have to say she was a little bit OCD. Like everything about her house was very neat very tidy, very clean. She was a very routine lady. And um, these were all qualities that I really admired about her. I, I loved all this stuff about her. And I wanted to be like that too, even though I'm still, even to this day, not even close. But um, one of the things that she loved to do was she loved to go through my hair with like the tiniest little comb and VO5 like a tube of VO5, which I can still smell that smell to this day. And um, she would comb out all my hair. And the thing about my hair is that it's this giant poof of like crazy curls, kinky, curly, curly hair. And um, <laughs> I think the, the, like the wildness and the messiness of my hair, especially when I was a little girl, was just like something that she just had to get her hands into. Like it was the OCD. She couldn't, she couldn't keep her hands off of it. She just had to put it all nice and neat. So she would comb it all out and braid it. One summer I had, uh, I was an outside kid. I ran around. I was in the pool all day, like literally from sunup to sundown. 
Um, and for someone's hair, that's not, not good. And especially my hair, because my hair is so, so coarse and curly and tangly. So one summer she got her hands on my hair and it was, it was beyond bad. The tangles in it were not normal tangles. They were like matted, like almost like dreadlocks. They were just so bad. We were in this bathroom that had this big, big uh, mirror that covered the wall. On this day, when she started to go through my hair, she seemed like she was, she was angry, like um, upset that my hair was that bad. And she started to make little like comments about my mom and about my, you know, like it was like, you know, she was being a little bit judgmental and like critical um, over it. She was kind of like, you know, what is she thinking? What, you know, she just, in my childhood brain, I could just feel like she was like, my hair was a problem. This is upsetting, you know, her. And so it really affected me. But as an adult, I didn't, I never, you know, I didn't think about this anymore. Um, so this is what came up in meditation was this memory of this happening. And um, what she wanted to, the message that was trying to come through is that she had made me like, I, I had felt ashamed and she had melt, made me feel ashamed of my mom. And uh, that stayed with me. So that was a wound that I uncovered. She also showed me that her grandmother did the exact same thing to her, made her ashamed of her mom. And as soon as I realized this, I was, I just thought, wow. And I thought, okay, so this was a, like a veil that was put over my perception of my mom that because I looked up to my grandmother so much and I thought so much of what she said, but then I had my own judgment of my mom, my hair, myself, um, all of these things that kind of stuck there. And I didn't even really know it, but then I thought, okay, well, what does it look like when I, when I see this and I, and I know it's there. And then I, I came to this, you know, resolution of, okay, my true nature is that I came, what I came in with is that full, I was full of love and pride for my mom. And I could see that immediately after going through all these thoughts and I could see that like, oh, I, I was, I came in proud of my mom. I came in to this world, like super in love with her and super proud of her. And this, these layers got put on me that filtered that out. And then when you go, you do this work and you see that it's like, oh, because it doesn't feel good to love somebody so much and look up to them and then, uh, and then have these wounds uncovered, you know, talk a little bit more and go deeper into that. So like, how did that shape the way that you saw your mom interacted with your mom, maybe even the vibration that you held with your mom after that, after that? So, so I think what happened was, okay, so I had this, I had this like, oh, she, she doesn't, she's not doing what she's supposed to do. You know, that's, that's my childhood. That's how my childhood brain took it. She's, she's supposed to be doing something else with my hair and she's not. And, and why? And all my other girl cousins have perfect, straight, beautiful hair and mine's a mess, you know? So that made me judge her. That made me think that she wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. Maybe like there's, there's shame there. And then there's this perception that maybe this person is like my grandmother. She's better than my mom. So it's all of those feelings. And then how, and then the interacting, I think is that when an eight or nine-year-old thinks lower of their parent, then how they act is how the child acts towards the parent is reacted to in turn. Like, you know, like if I'm acting in a negative way, then she's going to react back to me in a, in a negative way, you know, and we both don't realize where it's coming from. And so, and then it builds over a whole lifetime, especially going into teenager, going into young adult. So there's this little seed that was planted that, you know, goes and goes and, and, and grows and does its thing. And you never knew, you know, where it came from or, or how to deal with it. 
it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good to, to go into it. It doesn't feel good to look at it and be like, to see it. But then when you realize, when you get that glimpse of your, what your true nature was, and you see, like I said, how I came in with all that pride for my mom and love for my mom. And that was my true nature. That's where you, you, your perception is healed and you feel it and you feel because your, your inner child's perception was healed. Your perception is your, your perception in the present moment is healed. Well, and your relationship with your mom takes on an entirely different energy because this is something that we really don't think about, but it comes up so often in our lives. I mean, you're holding a vibration with your friends. You're holding a certain vibration with your spouse. You're holding a certain vibration with your kids and and everybody who plays a role within your life. And that energy, that vibration that you're holding is built upon um, what other people have said, your judgments of that person, your interactions with that person. And these expectations that we develop within our own mind of who that person should be. And so we kind of mold and sculpt people in our lives to be maybe who we need them to be instead of letting them be their true authentic self. And so we can release all of this baggage. We can release all of these old wounds and these these old vibrations and start fresh with our relationship with anybody in our lives at any time. Okay, so I thought that this was really, really fascinating. Um, Russell Brand ended up putting this up and I'm kind of, I'm not, totally on board with all of the direction that he goes in, but this was an amazing, amazing post. And I'm the worst at names. Um, The name of the person who wrote this is N-H-A-T, new word, H-A-N-H. What he put up here was a a writing by this gentleman, um, and it says, a monk decides to meditate alone away from his monastery. He takes a boat to the middle of a lake closes his eyes and begins to meditate. After a few hours of undisturbed silence, he suddenly feels the blow of another boat hitting his own. With his eyes still closed, he feels his anger build. And when he opens his eyes, he is ready to yell at the boatmen who dare to disrupt his meditation. But when he opens his eyes, he saw that it was an empty boat, not anchored, floating in the middle of the lake. At that moment, the monk reaches self-realization and understands that the anger is within him. Let me say that again, because that's so important. At that moment, the monk reaches self-realization and understands that the anger is within him. It seems It simply needed the hit of an external object to trigger it. After that, whenever he meets someone who irritates or provokes his anger, he remembers the other person is just an empty boat. Anger is inside me. And I thought that's that sums up the entire course that we just did. And healing your inner child is that we have to learn that this triggers these wounds they're within us and we can't look to any external force um a promotion within your job making a certain amount of money um buying a certain thing driving a certain car having the certain spouse none of it is going to fill you all of the hurt is within you and in order to heal that hurt and that pain we have to go within and self-realize and and go through the process of coming to that within us. So I thought that that was just so fascinating. Yes, I, I agree. Exactly. And I also, to your point, there's also nothing, there's nothing that my mom could have done throughout my life that would have changed that wound. Even if she would have been, you know, super mom, it wouldn't have changed it. I didn't, because you have to go in and do the work on it it's, it's there. So, well, what's going to be fascinating is, you know, I added a whole extra 13 week, uh, a bonus week into the healing your inner child course. And in that we go in and we look at the vibrations as mothers that we hold 
towards our kids. And that's fascinating too, because it's all about expectation and control about how we try and mold and shape other people in our lives. And we do the same thing to them in certain ways. So that's going to be really fun to peel back the layers. I want to share this with everybody who's listening too, because one of the big things that Spirit has been bringing in is this notion that in 2022, we really need to stop all of us. Doesn't matter if you've been through this course or not. One of my biggest goals in 2022 is to be that monk in the boat and to check every single judgment, every single expectation that flows through my consciousness that, you know, as the observer as your of your thoughts, you can see these different expectations, these different frustrations, uh, lower vibrational emotions that arise within you. And to check all of them and to say, where am I judging? Because we're all doing a lot of judgment and we've been doing so much judging of other people over the last so many years. And I think we have to incorporate this as a step within the process of 2022 is really about releasing judgment and going within to heal those wounds. Yes, absolutely. And something that was really, really fun about the course is I have another um, story that came out of that same course was the ancestry discovery when you're going through and just finding out who your ancestors are and, um, and finding out as much as you can about them. I was really being called to uh, be on ancestry.com and, and go through there and find all of these people. And um, it was really fun. And I know other people in the membership had felt the same way. I had found my great grandfather and um, I didn't know anything about him because he, he had died really young. And then he had one child, which was my grandmother, my other grandmother, not the one from the previous story. And she had also died um, very young. She died when she was 50. So I really didn't know anything about this guy. And all I knew, all I could find was his death certificate. And his death certificate says that he died when he was 28 of cirrhosis. And I, and I was like, wow, what? You know, how can anyone die of cirrhosis when they're so young? And um, I was, I was just insanely curious about this guy and I just needed to know more. So we were on a, a live where we were talking about this week that we were in. And um, I had asked you, I told you, like, I have this like insatiable curiosity about this guy and I can't, I, I do automatic writing, but nothing's really working. And I, and I feel like he's trying to say something, but you know, I don't know what to do. And you said to dedicate, you know, time throughout your day to just, just throughout your day, just be marinating on, on this um, ancestor. So I, I thought, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I chose the next day. Like I chose, I picked out the very next day I'm, I'm dedicating. I'm just going to dedicate to this ancestor. I want to know, just marinate on him and see what thoughts come through. So I even said the night before I was like, okay, tomorrow's your day, you know, whatever it is, like, come on, it's, it's, it's your time. So I woke up really early, like at 5 a.m. And um, again, I said, okay, this is your time. Like, what, do you, what, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to show me? And um, he showed me, the first thing he showed me was this symbol of a fish. And um, this was happening in my imagination. And it's a symbol of a fish. And I, I talk back to these thoughts, you know? So I'm saying like, okay, a fish. So you liked fishing. And he was, and I hear yes, you know? So I'm like, okay, you like fishing. Uh, what else? And, and I said, what else? What else? And I, I said, it's really hard to picture you because you're supposed to be my great grandfather, right? You died when you were 28, which is younger than I am right now. So it's hard to picture you. So he showed, I see it at an image of a man in like brown pants, a white shirt, like from the thirties and suspenders. And, um, he like hunches over and does like an old man. Walk. He's, he's in his twenties. He hunches over and does like old man walk with a cane. And like he, and he's like, there, is that better? Like he's, he's 28, but he's pretending to be an old man, like as a joke. 
it was so funny. And I thought his personality, his personality was so funny. He showed me more about fishing, but I'm thinking fishing. Okay. So in my mind, my thoughts are coming through this, you know, I've only ever been on the West coast. I've never been anywhere else. So I'm, I'm thinking of the Pacific ocean, a pier fishing off of a pier. Like that's all the fishing experience I have. And, um, and he's like, no, he shows me brown water, like huge amounts of brown water and like these wooden, um, this wooden deck going out into it. And I was like, okay, I, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but so I got the fishing, I got the jokes, I got the, um, all of that. And I was still so, when it was over that morning and then when my morning moved on, I was still so curious about him. So I pulled his death certificate back up on, on the computer. And the first thing that caught my eye was the date, the date that I said, okay, this is your day. Come through whatever you have. It was, it was September 21st. And on his death certificate, he died September 21st, 1938. So it was the same day, um, which I was like, wow, it just blew me away. And then, um, I looked up it and had his information of the town, you know, that he was from and everything on there. So I looked all of that up and um, he was from Arkansas in a town that was right on the Mississippi. And I looked up pictures and there's all this water, all of this different. It doesn't look like the Pacific ocean. It looks like the water he was showing me where it's, you know, a different color. And it's, it was just so much validation that it was real because when these thoughts are coming in your imagination, of course you're thinking it's real, but at the same time you're thinking this is, I'm just making all of this up. And then you get those validations and it's just so good. It is, it's so fun. So that was the, the fun part about the ancestral trauma course was finding these people and see these things and just find know about them. And I still don't have a specific message from him that if he was trying to just get my attention or, if he wanted to, you know, say something more, but I just loved it. I loved finding out about him and I, and finding out that he's on my spirit team. Yeah. And do we talk about that last time? Because he is a big part of your spirit team and it's interesting because he comes forward and it's actually everybody behind him though, too. And they've said this like five times. They said, would you tell Tiffany that this next year, because as we're recording this, it's November 22nd, but, um, you know, it'll probably air in January or February. He keeps saying, would you tell her that next year is going to be so much different from the past five years? He said, this is your year. And he said, I need you to continue to say that to yourself. Since this is going to be airing in January or February, I want to give this to everybody too. There are a lot of spiritual healers or teachers out there who will ask you to come up with in January a word or a statement for you to say to yourself. And what you're doing is the the word or the statement, what it does is provide you with a different energetic vibration every time your egoic mind tries to come in and feed you negative thoughts, right? So if you get into 2022, Tiffany, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just more of the same, you know, um, I want you to, to use one line, which is no, 2022 is, is amazing. This is the best year of my entire life. And so when the negative thought comes in and instead of attaching to the negative thought, you, you tell yourself that statement, that positive statement, it recorrects the thinking so that it doesn't take you two steps backwards, the negative thought, instead it propels you forward energetically. And so your your grandfather was asking me to kind of speak that to you because he said 2022 is off the charts for you. Like amazing year for you and your family. He's really excited for you. There's a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline. He, he says, but you have to continue to work on your thoughts, seeing the thoughts and you know, working with those thoughts to say that one liner back to yourself. So anybody listening who uh, you can do that, right? And for some people, it's a word, just one word, like ease is the opposite of anxiety. So if you say the word ease to yourself when you're feeling stressed out, 
wow, it just wipes away that stress and you come back into the vibration of ease. Wow, that uh, I love that. And I love that you said um, that he said five years because it is so significant because in October of 2016, the uh, the grandmother with the hair story that I was talking about, she um, that's when she passed away. And th- that is the date that this bowl got rolling of just this totally awful past five years for me and my family and my extended family. We are all in the, uh, well, we were all in the dairy business. And um, for the past five years, and it started at the end of 2016, and still, it's still ongoing, is uh, our, our dairies were shut down, lost. Um, my parents lost everything. I mean, they lost their house. They lost everything they have, literally every dollar. Um, and it's not, it's not about money. It's about generations of, of us being in this business. It's not, it wasn't a job. It was not a job. It was literally our entire lives. Every, when you talk about the pie wedges of your life, every pie wedge of our life is connected to the dairy business. It's not just your, your, it's not just your job. You, we literally lived there. It's 24 hours a day. Um, you grow up, literally you grow up in it from the time you're a baby. And my parents did too, and their parents. Um, and then we all have our own kids. So this is three generations going through this at the same time. And then there's already generations who, who've passed on that have, were in the business. So it was, it was just the stress and the fear um, that was on me, still is on me, st- was on my family and still is on my family. It was, it was unexplainable. And it was my parents, um, my brother, my sister, me, but also um, my, my aunts and uncles were going through it too with their kids and their grandkids. So I actually have another story that's connected to that. Because we were going through such a hard time. I seen my aunt in the store one day. I ended up writing her a letter on, in my head on my way home. And I didn't know at the time, but it was um, what I've learned through the angel membership is that it was channeling. And I have the letter and it says, Dear Tia Rosie, after I talked to you, of course, I was thinking about you and everybody and what we're all going through. The only way to describe how everyone is doing is to say day by day. Everyone is surviving day by day, right? Everybody says that or something like that when you're going through something like a devastation like this. Why do we say this? Because it's true. So I was thinking about that idea and I had some thoughts come to mind and I just wanted to share them with you. And I hope it helps you with your stress, even if only a little, because believe me, I know how bad the stress is on everyone right now. Okay, so the reason we survive day by day is because God only gives us the grace and the strength and the power to get through just one day. That's why people can't imagine surviving through terrible things, because we don't have the grace for it yet. God will give you everything you need, but just for that one day. When you wake up on the worst day of your life, you will miraculously have the grace and the strength to handle that day. And when you go to sleep that night, it will be gone. When you look back, you'll say, wow, I don't know how I survived that day. It's because God provided exactly what we needed to make it through that day. And he always will. The Bible says God gives us what we need daily, not weekly or monthly. That's why I believe it's called daily bread. We pray for our daily bread and it is given to us. And we do not have to worry about tomorrow or next month because whatever we need, we will have the perfect amount of for that day. Now, here is my second thought. God gives us our daily bread every day without fail, rain or shine. It's delivered to us like a package on our doorstep. No matter what, he never fails us. So here's part two. We have a choice to let our daily bread sit out there on the porch I mean, as long as we have it, that's enough. It will get us through. Or we can be waiting expectantly, grab the package, rip it open, receive it and say, wow, thank you, God. Because 
the gift of daily bread is truly an amazing and powerful gift in the day, but also remembering that our daily bread is always there because where we can receive peace and reassurance. And if we go the next step to receive, embrace, and rejoice about that gift, then we can put it to better use. Because when we get to heaven, God's going to point down at all of our unopened daily bread sitting on the porch and saying, what the hell? Oh my gosh, I was on mute, but I was cracking up over here. <laughs> um, I know you met that last part, like kiddingly, because yes. a lot of people <laughs> like um, feel like their angels are going to get frustrated with them or God's going to get frustrated. No frustration over there. No, um, just oh my gosh. But that was so beautiful, Tiffany. I love that. I love that. Uh, I, I really wanted to help her because I knew that we were all struggling so bad and um, she was struggling so badly um, with the same, the same, I don't know why we all had to go through it all at the same time and not be able to help each other more because God knows we would have, if any of us could have rescued the other, we would have, if I could rescue my parents, I would have, if I could rescue my aunt, I would have. And just, we all couldn't help each other. And I think, I think it was meant to be because because we we were supposed to, um, we were supposed to all move on with our lives, and like I said, God knows we would have, we would have dug each other out no matter what if we could have. So yeah, that was an, um, that was just a day where the intuition came through, and I was thinking all of these thoughts were coming through, and I didn't really, you know, you think they're your own thoughts, but you're like, wow, that that sounds good, that's good, you know, and then I and then through learning about intuition and um, through the intuition course and everything, I realized, you know, it's channeling and your, your, those thoughts that you think are just your thoughts are, they are information coming through. Yeah. 110%. Um, and I made a note over here when you were talking about imagination earlier, it's really what people call psychic sight um, or your third eye or activating your third eye. It comes through your intuition. There really is no difference. When I began this work, a lot of people and spiritual teachers that I just absolutely loved, they'd be like, yeah, there is a difference. And I'd be like, okay, well, what is it? You know, explain it to me. And they could never give me something that was really palpable or tangible. And so I always kind of felt like, well, am I doing it wrong? And spirit would shake their heads. No, like it's not different. People make it more complex to sell more stuff and to sell you into things. You have to trust that you're, you know, and there is some teaching along the way. I don't want to like bash teaching. I think teaching is wonderful, but stop making this so complex, right? What comes in through your imagination is your psychic sight. It is your um, third eye opening. Okay, Tiffany, if a person was right in front of you, a lot of people, you know, um, want to know what are they going to get out of the angel membership? How is it going to change their life? Tell them or speak to those who might be on the fence about your life now after going through a year of the angel membership versus before. What has it brought into your life or how has it changed your life? Okay. So um, I gave a little bit of background during the stories. So you can kind of know that the, for the past year out of five years, I've been going through just the most uncertain, um, fear-filled, stressful time of my life. And having the angel membership there has been such a blessing, a gift, a miracle, um, because it brings you back to what is true. And what is real and you're you are going through all of these things but there's more there is something that is bigger than you that you can anchor into and that is there for you and you do have angels and a spirit team that are always cheering you on and they're so excited and um through hearing other people's experiences in the angel membership and going through the work, you get to feel that. And I do want to say that I am a completely average um, intuition person. I am not, I am a regular person. I'm not, I don't have any, you know, like crazy gifts or anything. Um, it's just, 
and I do have another story just about what I call my imagination, which is actually intuition. What I've learned, and this was in the intuition course, was one day I was driving and I was going through this hard time that I've been talking about. And um, I was alone and I was, I was saying, I was not even sure confident or anything, but I was just, I just said, grandma, are you there? And in my imagination, but really it's your, it's your third eye, it's your intuition. She says, yes. And um, I still, it's not going to, you know, I don't believe that I'm still like, I'm just making this up. So I say, are you helping me? And she says, yes. And I say, are you helping my mom? And then she says, yes, Patty. And then my mind is blown and I start just uh, hysterically crying because Patty is, my mom's name's um, Pat, Patricia, mom, um, not Patty. No one ever calls my mom Patty. I've never called my mom Patty. I've never heard anybody call my mom Patty. Patty is not a name that is in my consciousness at all. I don't even, I don't know anyone. So it was completely this complete foreign information coming into my imagination or my intuition that was like, holy cow, holy cow. Because my grandmother, I knew just from stories that my grandma and, and my grandpa called my mom that when she was a kid. It was her childhood nickname, but nothing I, that's just not a memory I have. It's not information that's in there. So I knew it wasn't coming from me. So it was instant, like, oh my God, it's real. It's real. She's really here. Like, <laughs> it's real. And so then I said, um, are you helping? I'm, I'm crying. I mean, I'm bawling. And I say, are you helping my sister? Because I'm in fear for all, the, all of these people and what are they going to do and how are their lives going to go now and that we've all lost everything. And um, so I said, how are you going to help my sister? Or I said, are you helping my sister? And she said, yes, Jeannie. Um, my sister's name is Stephanie. Her middle name, which is never used for any reason, is Jean. And she said, yes, Jeannie. And then she said, sissy. And I was... And I know that when we were babies, just from stories that, you know, everyone would call my sister sissy because she's 11 months younger than me. So when they were talking to me, referring to her, they would say sissy and um, Jeannie, I had never heard in my life. And um, my grandmother's middle name is also Jean and she shares that middle name with my sister. So I instantly called my mom and I'm like, mom, this is what she said. And she said, she said, Patty, and she said, Jeannie, and she said, Sissy, and all of these names that were just, so I just knew it was real. And I was so lifted and so reassured that I'm not alone and everything's going to be okay. And that they're there. So that was another intuition story. Yes. And that's exactly what it is because it's validation, right? They are going to give you these little things that are not in the forefront of your consciousness that help you connect and know, like, you know, like, you know, within you that that is them. And so I'm so excited for you, Tiffany. I've just seen you like grow and change so much over the course of the last year. And I'm just so proud of all the work that you've done for yourself to get yourself to this point because gosh I just know like your entire spirit team is around you just lifting you up and I just know that this next year is going to be the best year of your life so yet best year yet one more (laughs) thing um Archangel Haniel is reminding me to tell you because I wrote this down earlier but then we kept going because there was just so much good content you said I don't have these massive spiritual gifts and she kept saying yet yet Yeah, but you do, you know, you do have this gift and you, I wanted you to hear, um, you can develop that if you want to. I do want to. And I I do also want to say about the membership is that when you're going through um, this kind of time in your life, I just have this from experience, your priorities are survival and angel membership anything to do with yourself or any extras or anything like that is like very low priority, you know, in your life and your thoughts and your, in your plan. It was something that I did for myself that was worth 
it, I mean, it was just worth so, so much more than what I gave it, that it's just off the charts worth more than what I gave. And that is with, like I said, not just priority wise with money, but priority types with priority wise with time. So that was one of my worries is like, I'm in survival mode. I don't have time to sit at the computer. I don't have time to journal. I don't have time to do workbooks. You know, there's no way I can't, it would be a disservice to my family, you know? Um, but going through it, I was, I, and I, I ended up not having the time to sit down and do a lot of things I, that I wanted to do, but the information and the content was in a way where you can take it with you. You can put your headphones on, you can listen to, you're always on your phone anyway, you know, even if you're working, doing the housework, whatever. So the content, the work that I've done, um, the, the, the things that have came through have been while regular life is going on. This, I've, I've, I've received, you know, aha moments while I'm doing the dishes. I've received, I've, I've, I've had aha moments when I'm driving, um, when I'm waiting for my kid to get out of school, you know, in the parking lot. I've been, all the things that I've learned and that have happened to me have all happened to me while I'm still going through, you know, very <laughs> chaotic life. So even if you don't have time, you're going to get an amazing, an amazing value out of it. Um, as long as you have the intention to anchor and to grab onto that, um, all of that that's being offered because they're there, they're ready, you know, they're, your spirit team's ready. Um, your angels are ready. God's ready to, to give that to you. And if you, you have that intention, when you sign up for these courses, then you will, you will get it. And even more, even if you don't have the time. Well, and we're starting brand new, like January is a great time to start because you go through the entire cycle. January or February are the best times to start because we kind of go through everything together. But now all of the content is there um, from the first year. So really, it technically doesn't matter when you start, because whenever you do start, we connect you with people who start the same month. All of the content is there and you get one week at a time for your first year that walks you through your entire spiritual awakening. We have small groups every month where I jump in and I'm there for you to um, be able to talk in small groups. Um, and then we also have other small groups, your same small group can meet again with uh, one of the healers in the wellness center. So I've trained these healers. They speak like I do. They know what I do. And so I'm, I have a comfort level of them working with you because um, I trust them. And then we, we're also in 2022, we're going to add all this new content because we're going to do one new workshop every month. And I think that's going to be so much fun because we're going to dive deeper into some topics and do all new topics other months. Well, it's, it's amazing. And, um, what I would do is I, I would just, I would get the idea of what we're working on. I would make sure and watch all the teaching videos. Those are, you know, the most important parts that they were to me. And then I would marinate on that content or that teaching, um, those ideas. And yeah, I would just get validations. You, you get signs. Oh my gosh. When we were working on angels, I didn't get to, I really didn't get to participate in the angel course as much as like I wanted to because of time, but um, when we were on, uh, Archangel Raziel, I, um, and the, the sign was, um, going to be rainbows and, um, I didn't have time to like do much work or even think about it that much, but I was like, yes, I want a rainbow sign. I want my own rainbow sign. And, and, and but I live in a very dry, dry, dry uh, part of California. And I'm like, there is going to be zero rainbows. Like there's no water. How is there going to be a rainbow? So, but I'm still, you know, my, it's where your mind and your heart is during the course. You know, if you're in it, if you're in it, um, with your mind and your heart, like I say, then it will happen. So I'm thinking about it, even though I'm going about my day. So, um, it's mother's day weekend coming up when I go to pick up my son from school and, um, he runs out and he has this gift and he, he's not worried about what's inside, but he has wrapped it. Um, all the kids wrapped it. 
in a brown paper bag, a lunch bag, and um, they got to decorate it. And he's like, mom, 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 look. And he put this huge rainbow on the bag and they got to decorate it with whatever they want. And it was on that day that I asked for a rainbow sign and it came through him. And then the rainbows were all day long. A song about a rainbow. Um, there was kids at the snow cone shop that I, I took my son to the snow cone shop after that. So I'm so excited. And in a good mood. <laughs> all the kids were like, what flavor do you want? The kids in line, even, you know, just, just eavesdropping on them. All the kids are saying rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. We want rainbow. And it's just like, I just had <laughs> over and over again, all of these rainbows all day that weren't an actual physical rain rainbow made out of water, but um, all these rainbows anyway, just all these rainbow signs. So that's a really fun, fun, fun day. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that's what it's about. Um, Tiffany, thank you so much for chatting. Spirit saying me to tell me to remind everybody to, in addition to the lives that I was talking about that we're going to do, you know, the old content from 2021 that you get is not really old. It takes you through an entire year of your spiritual awakening. But I forgot, um, we not only do the two small groups each month and the new workshop in 2022, but we're also doing live healings. So um, you come on and it's just like, like being in an angel Reiki session and you get that every month too. So, you know, the thing that you said, which is the thing that I try and just give, um, it's my goal every year, Tiffany, is to give more than what people pay. And what um, we have found, because we've done a lot of research uh, out there, is that a lot of healers charge a thousand to eight hundred one. What is like eight hundred and eighty-eight dollars per month um, for less content that than we're giving out? And so um, I'm really. Um, proud of the fact that there's just so much in there and that we're able to provide this just beautiful community for other people to connect with like-minded souls and have a spiritual place to connect with one another and chat. So thank you for being a guest on the show. And I'm so excited to work with you again in 2022. Yes. Thank you, Jolie. You too. Bye. Bye. Friend, I'm going to explain to you how you can get the Angel Membership for only $800 for the entire year. But first, we have a few open slots in the upcoming Angel Reiki School for those who want to develop their ability to bring through messages from the other side. You can register for that on my website. Also, you can help support this podcast by purchasing my new book, also called Angels and Awakening. Leave a five-star positive review and I'll enter you into a drawing to win a free session with me. This month's winner is Jody H. Okay, so here's how you can get the angel membership for $800 for the whole year. When you refer two new people to register for the annual angel membership by February 2nd, I'm giving you an entire year of the angel membership for free, which saves you $1,200. That means three people receive an entire year of the angel membership for only $2,400. Here's where this gets fun. I know a few people who are splitting the savings with their friends so that each of the three people only pays $800 for the entire year of the angel membership. And if you break down the numbers, that's like only paying $67 a month, which is crazy. Now, a lot of people are going to ask me, Julie, can we have this offer but only pay monthly? The answer to that is no, because of the high administrative costs I incur when processing monthly transactions. But the exciting news is that when you pay for the entire year up front, you and two friends could have the entire year of the angel membership for only $800 each. When you do, you'll have immediate access to 11 previous courses, the new December 2021 course, Deepening Your Connection with Your Loved Ones in Heaven. The new January 2022 course of Manifestation and Co-Creation. You'll also get new live events almost every week, including workshops, group healings, small events with me, in which I give a lot of mini readings, and annual members. They're the only people who have access to book a paid session with me in 2022. Okay, here's the fine print. 
To get this offer, you must sign up by February 2nd, 2022. And your two friends who sign up must be new to the Angel Membership Program. You can't just find two people who have already been in the Angel Membership. These have to be two new people who've never been in the program before. To get this deal, have your two friends buy the Angel Membership Annual Plan for $1,200 each on my website and make sure that they list your name as the referral. Then email us the full names of both of your friends at juliejancis at gmail.com to let us know they've signed up. And what we'll do is go in and set up your free account. Then you can pay your two friends $400 each so that they save two. Again, this does not apply to those who pay monthly. And if you've already paid for your 2022 membership in full, but find two people to sign up, email us and we'll refund you. Want more info? Visit theangelmedium.com and go to the Angel Membership tab where you can book a call with my team and they'll answer all of your questions. Friend, I'm so excited to work with you all year long. All right, are you ready to connect with your angels? Only continue listening if you're not driving or operating machinery. I want you to start by getting relaxed and I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and then a deep breath out. Let's do that one more time. Deep breath in and then a deep breath out. I want you to feel a great love and peace surrounding you on all sides and moving through your physical body. With your imagination, I want you to see all of your loved ones in heaven. Oh, it's as if they're right in front of you, smiling at you. They reach out and they embrace you with a big group hug. And as they do, you feel an overwhelming, palpable sense of love. Your loved ones step back from this embrace in order to communicate loving, positive messages to you. I want you to see one of your loved ones stepping forward who will communicate these loving messages on behalf of the entire group. And what they want you to know is that today, as you receive these messages, your inner child is standing to the left of you. Your higher self is standing to the right of you. And they're both holding your hand. Your loved one on the other side who's speaking on behalf of all on your spirit team. They ask you to sit down with them in a place that feels loving and comforting to you. Perhaps on a couch or a bench. And now you can see yourself sitting one-on-one just you and your loved one. Know that everyone else didn't disappear. They're still there. It's just that you can no longer see them. So that your energy is highly focused. Your attention is focused. Just on that one loved one in front of you. This loved one, they take your hand. They look into your eyes. And you can just feel that their love for you, it overflows from their being. And they say to you, I am so, so proud of you. Your entire spirit team is so incredibly proud of you. We see that you're tired, exhausted even. And we want to take this time with you to not only replenish, refresh, rejuvenate your energy, but also take away your fears. They say there is so much fear that fills your mind, so much worry, stress that fills your physical body. 
too much, they say. Your loved one in heaven says, this fear within you, it's not serving you. In fact, this fear within you is acting as an energetic dam. This fear within you keeps keeps you spinning in a cycle of anxiety, confusion, and self-doubt. And as you're swimming in this anxiety, confusion, and self-doubt, it keeps you from being bold and taking action on the big dreams that God placed within your heart. Big dreams that would lead you to an extraordinary life. Your loved ones say, your fear keeps you small. Your loved one in heaven looks at you and says, when your fears keep you small, your energy small, your space small, there is no room within you for your big dreams, for your soul's purpose. And over time, this fear pushes your big dreams and your purpose to the side, which can cause you to feel less like yourself. Your loved one in heaven says, we are proud of you no matter what you do, and we want the best for you, the best possible outcomes and the best possible future. It's right around the corner for you. You've worked so hard and you're almost there. Keep going. Your loved one in heaven says, your job is to make space for your dreams. Your job is to talk back to the fears within your head so your fears cannot push your dreams away. Your job is to daydream more, imagine more, research more, and pray to God until you hear what loving, positive step you are to take next in your path. Then your job is to take that leap. I'm going to repeat that last line because that is so important. Your loved ones in heaven say, your job is to take that leap with faith. Your entire spirit team, including all of your loved ones in heaven and all of your angels, They step forward and they ask you to look within your heart at all of the potential that is already within you. As you peer within your heart, it's like Alice in Wonderland, looking down a tunnel only to see a huge world inside of it. Beautiful soul, your potential is infinite, unlimited. Your soul is tapped into God's limitless well of knowledge strength and your spirit team's message to you is this there's nothing you can't do period your spirit team says what matters more is what you want to do perhaps you just want to take a break this next year to reset to spend time with your family awesome do that Perhaps there's a dream within you that you're ready to take action on and you feel this is your year. Awesome. Do that. Perhaps you don't know exactly what you want, in which case your spirit team says, we've got you and we're going to help you figure this out. Friend, your spirit team looks at you and says 2022 is going to be your best year yet, but they need you to believe that's true. And for those of you who are grieving the loss of a loved one, I'm so sorry for the pain you are going through. I need you to know that your loved ones just stopped me, knelt down by you, lifted your chin and whispered, I need you to believe 
that your greatest years are ahead of you. For me, please believe this is true. For all of you, your guardian angel has the biggest smile on their face. They're showing me images of all the good that is coming to you in 2022. And they're grinning ear to ear with excitement for you. Your guardian angel just whispered in your ear all of the images you're seeing now in this meditation and all the images that flicker into your mind in the coming weeks, they're from me. I'm showing you all of the good that is to come in 2022. You're not making this up within your head. What your guardian angel says is that what they're showing you is the positive, loving future that awaits you. Your guardian angel says, take what I'm showing you and build upon it. Build a bigger daydream off the nuggets of information I'm showing you. Friend, that's part of how co-creation and manifestation work. Our December course teaches you how to deepen your connection with your loved ones in heaven. And our January course teaches you how to manifest, or better yet, co-create the life your soul came here to live. You can sign up for these courses individually or get them right away when you sign up for the Angel Membership Annual Plan. To close out this meditation, please see all of your angels and all of your loved ones in heaven coming in to give you a big, huge hug. As they do, they fill your entire body with an overflowing, radiant love. They say, use this love to fuel you. Know how just very proud of you we are. And be very, very, very excited about all that's to come in 2022. Friends, I love you. They love you. Open up your heart to all of the blessings they're bringing into your life right now.